Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 35 of the Reinventure Me podcast. We might like to think that we're lifelong learners, but how do you know if you're really learning as much as you could be? We're going to talk about creating an intentional learning plan on this episode of Reinventure Me. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast. With your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Reinventure Me podcast. I'm your co-host, Larry Gates, and I am here with my good friend, hello, good buddy. <laughs> hello, sir. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Armin Asadi is with us as well. That's right. And uh, it's always fun to do these with you, Armin. Likewise, sir. It is, uh, it's always a, a blast to figure out what we're going to do next. This episode in fact this whole series of episodes are about what's next in life and i have to tell you almost every time we sit down armin and i sit here and think about well what's we gonna say next (laughs) (laughs) that's true we do uh, we do have uh, much of the show planned and prepared because there's some important information we want to give your way but there are times when we sit here looking at each other going uh do you want to talk next we should have a whole episode on all the outtakes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Let's not do that. I don't know what I say during outtakes. <laughs> oh, some good stuff. I know. Oh, no. We should put all the outtakes on the air sometime. Anyway. We should wait for the 100th episode. For that. That'll be our 100th episode. <laughs> I think it'll probably be the last, too. <laughs> well, I, as I said, this is the podcast for what's next in life. We always want to ask, what do we want to be when we grow up? And Armin and I are still trying to figure out if we want to be podcasters when we grow up. <laughs> but, but we hope you are enjoying this show. And we want to encourage you to find your next great beginning we believe that God has something in store for you, as he has for us, mm. and we believe that that's part of what the whole discovery process is about. So each episode, we want to try to pack as much information as we can in a half-hour format. If this is your first time at this show, we want to encourage you to visit our show notes at reinventure.me slash 35, because we're in episode 35. Today, we're going to talk about intentional learning. Are you an intentional learner? Are you an intentional learner? Boy, you know, I don't know how I would answer that question. I approached the show prep thinking that I was. Yeah. And I came away from the show prep thinking I have a lot more ground to cover. Really? Yeah. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. Oh. Because the amount of reading that you do, the amount of, I mean, all sorts of reading, not just books, but you read a lot. Well, I'll tell you, when we get to that portion of the show here a little bit later, when we talk about an intentional learning plan, and it's one of the things I want to share with you as I was mapping this out, even for myself, I felt my brain stretch. Hmm. You know, my good friend, Roger Thompson's dad had a lot of wisdom. Okay. And I remember him telling me that his dad used to say, I want to stretch your six inch mind around this eight inch idea. Oh, wow. (laughs) I thought that was a pretty good way to put it. So 
as I was even developing, what are we going to talk about in this show today? Yeah. Uh, I felt like my six sense mind was getting stretched around a bigger <laughs> idea. So I am by no means the stuff I'm going to talk about today. I'm on this journey. Oh, amen. Yeah. Me more than you. Well, I tell you, I think we're, we both are, uh, but it all it is all about learning mm-hmm. and that's what we want to uh, try to inspire each other, encourage each other to do that. I'm pushed by you. Maybe I push you a little bit. And perhaps together we can help push uh, those of you who are listening to our show as well. But we also need to inspire them as well as push them, right? All right, let's kick it off. All right, today's Inspire Me quote is by Henry Ford. He is uh, quoted saying, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. Mm -hmm. This is a man I admire. This is a man that I think is uh, easy to follow. Uh, and this is a man that's probably <laughs> has about a hundred quotes that people quote on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. And we are still trying to learn from him. Yeah. Right. On. You know, if you think about it, here's a guy who's, who, who learned himself quite a bit mm-hmm. and many people are still learning from his leadership principles, the, the way in which he thought, the way in which he had discipline himself and what he did. A lot of us are going to school on his successes. Yeah. I think one of my favorite quotes from him, not to throw in another Henry Ford quote, but I always think about it. I can't help it. Is uh, <laughs> inspire me part two? <laughs> is uh, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I love that quote. That was one of, the, uh, and I and I learned that quote when I was really young, which challenged me a lot because there's a lot of times I would tell myself I can't, mm. but that was the first time I realized the world wasn't telling me I was right. I was telling myself I'm right. But I hope that even applies to what we're talking about today, that uh, whether you think you can learn or you can't learn, you're yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. It, it is so much about the orientation we take towards something, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So this episode arose because Armin and I were just kicking back and we were asking each other the question, how do you know if you really are pushing yourself to learn? I think we both I like to think of ourselves as continual and lifelong learners. Right. And then the question is, how do you grade yourself in that? You know, how do you, how do you actually know whether you are or not? Because we all right. would like to put labels on ourselves yep. and say, yeah, I'm that way. And the other guy isn't, I mean, yep. if they would just be more open to learning, they would learn so <laughs> much more, you know, and I could be the poster child for yeah. what they ought to look like. And then you sit there and you go, wait a minute now, uh, how do I know that I'm really stretching myself mm. as opposed to just allowing what may be a good habit to be a new uh, level or a new stage and then we just become mediocre with it? Mm-hmm. How do we take whatever level we're at of learning and move it up a level? Yep. And uh, we looked at each other <laughs> with blank stares and we're like, I'm not sure we've got a, we've got a good answer to that. I think my favorite part was realizing that i always need to measure things but this is something i've never really measured is am i learning in any way shape or form other than a degree we've, there's never been anything to show or measure the learning curve at all. and i think that's why we were sitting there a little bit flummoxed right how do you assign a measure to like well last year i was at a six on my learning intensity and yeah. this year i'm at a 7.5 which means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compared to what? Yeah. I mean, how high does the scale go? A thousand, right. you know? Uh, so I think uh, we backed away from thinking that this is a diagnostic that you can apply to yourself. Mm. 
and it's more of an attitude of mind. And as we uh, started thinking about it and talking about it, we realized what it boils down to is, are we cultivating hunger, mm. a hunger for learning? Mm. And, and it is, as you said a minute ago, it's a disposition. It's a mindset. It's how we approach something, right? Right on. Absolutely. I like the proverb uh, 27.7, which seems like it may not fit. It's just one of those obscure proverbs, but I think it applies I'm sure you'll dead make on. it work, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll find a way to make the word of God work. But, but this, it says this, He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Oh, wow. You know, so basically, I think that's saying that there's a great benefit to having hunger because even what's bitter, even from the worst circumstances in your life, there are lessons that you can you can get out of. And even the most bitter circumstances can taste sweet if you're hungry to learn through them. Right on. This is probably why they say uh, pride comes before the fall. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're, if you're thinking that you got it all together, which is the other side of this, he who is full loathes honey. Yeah. I mean, even the best of food, honey, mm-hmm. is of no interest to one who thinks they've got it all. Yep. And so the one who believes that they're hungry can learn from any situation. The one that isn't mm-hmm. or doesn't think about their hunger or cultivate their hunger can't learn from anything. Yep. And that's, I think you're absolutely right on. That's why pride that's goes why before the fall. Mark Cuban is one of my favorite entrepreneurs on the planet. And uh, that's one of his things is... Uh, always being hungry to learn. And mm-hmm. he's talking in terms of technology and what's happening out there. He said, you can think you got it all figured out, but just remember one thing, and that's just for sure. There's always going to be somebody out there that's out learning you. Mm-hmm. And that person that understands something better than you do, the instant that he does, and he knows how to apply it just as good as you, your old news. Mm. To figure out, do you want to stay in the news or do you want to be old news? Wow. And uh, that's kind of a negative motivation, though, isn't it? It's kind of like it's be true. lunch or do lunch, you know? Hey, <laughs> that's a business world. Eat or be eaten, right? That's why I love Mark. Kill or be killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the question about is how do you get hungry, you know? And mm-hmm. how do you make yourself hungry? It seems like you can, if you just take a lesson from our gastrointestinal experiences, you can either starve yourself and get hungry by eating less. Mm-hmm. Right, and sounds the, terrible. Or you could increase your metabolism by working harder, so you need to consume more, which increases your appetite. So if you work out and your metabolism starts moving faster, it can consume more, which makes you more hungry because your mm. your body needs the fuel. Gotcha. So if we're thinking harder and we're really applying ourselves in how we learn, in how we learn, not just what we learn, we start to increase our appetite for learning as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the magic. So then the question is, what does it take to increase our learning? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, we've done a few episodes in the past that kind of touch on this. That's right. Um, so if if you're looking for something to even go back to and revisit, that would help with this whole learning process. We did uh, an episode on how to be a better beginner. That was episode six, where we talked about five simple things you can do to be a better beginner. All of them stretch our learning. And then there was another episode, which was episode seven. Uh, we talked about why you should be a lifelong apprentice. Um, and in that, we talked about the four reasons to stretch our learning. And then finally, there was another episode we did, which was episode 23. Um, and that was all about how reading can lead to your next great beginning. And in that, we even had the six benefits of reading. If you want to check back or revisit any of the episodes that we do, that would 
that would supplement what we're about to talk about today. Those three would be really good to check out. So episode six, seven, and 23. And those are all good because, well, I think they're good because the basis of any new beginning is going to be what we learn, not only about ourselves, but about the new place that we want to go to. Mm-hmm. It was interesting just a couple of days ago on the 16th of September, the wall street journal put out an article called read slowly to benefit your brain and cut stress. <laughs> I remember uh, you sending me that. I yeah. Love that article. Yeah. The subtitle was at least 30 minutes of uninterrupted reading with a book or ebook helps. And I think that's, we did talk about that and, and finding a, a reading to be that. But what was interesting in this article and when I mentioned it to you, you said, we ought to do that, you know, which is <laughs> the, this article this talks group. about creating these slow reading groups. Yep. You know, where people just get together and what they do is read, yeah, right? Because we're not involved in enough groups and organizations at it. So <laughs> we don't, yeah, this exactly. Let's add this one to it. <laughs> but you know, it kind of reminded me and when, when, when Anna and I first got married, we both enjoyed reading. And one of the things that Anna had suggested for one of our nights together is, hey, let's just stay home and read a book. Hmm. Okay, so that's all right. I'm fine with that. You know, every once in a while, I'll stay home and just chill out. Yeah. So I went and got my book and I started reading it. Okay. And she's like, well, I meant read a book to each other. Not, what? <laughs> not, not, not you read a book and I read a book. To she each says, other. Yeah. So she wanted to like have me <laughs> recite chapters <laughs> in a book. I'm like, this oh, just got awkward. That was, yeah, it did get a little bit awkward, you know? So, it sounded like a great idea. Honey, I don't know. Are you really interested in planetary <laughs> physics? <laughs> <laughs> are you seriously reading planetary not now but oh. back then you know that was one of my interests and so it's kind of like no that wasn't i was thinking a book on marriage so we could talk about stuff oh, i see where this is going uh. <laughs> <laughs> how about a good movie <laughs> you don't want to self-counsel yourself all right <laughs> so when i read that wall street journal article i couldn't help but think about a slow a slow reading group date that i had with my wife but one of the things that was interesting in this article is they pointed out that was there a 2006 study about the eye movements of, uh, I think they had 232 people that were looking at web pages. Now get this. Hmm. They found that when you look at a web page, you start to read in an F pattern. You scan all the way across the top line, but only halfway across the next few lines. And eventually, by the time you get to the bottom of the page, you're only looking toward the left-hand side of the page. It's so creepy. Ever since you sent me that article and I read that part, yeah, I've I'm a, I'm more aware of that it. That's what you're doing, and right? I do that every time. If I if if I'm on a computer screen reading, yeah, that's literally what I do. You, so I, you take in all the information at the yeah. very beginning, and it starts to move down into a pyramid. You know, it's <laughs> like by the time you get to the bottom, you're only looking at the stuff on the left. I shake my head every time and go back and read. I'm like, I will not do that, and I keep going back to the top and starting over. Yeah, and, and what they say is that when there's when texts are punctuated by links the comprehension goes way down. Mm-hmm. And so you think about it, most of what I read every day is an email or a web page yep. that has links, and I am quite sure I do that F pattern as well as you do. Yep. It's and, disturbing. And what they're saying is that that really lessens our comprehension. Mm-hmm. While we might think that it's faster because it's, it's delivered on the web and it's all interrelated and linked and all the rest, the fact of the matter is you're actually processing less information and you're retaining less. Yep. We're just, we're, we're not, it's not even good old fashioned skimming. Now we're just scanning. Yeah. It's skittering even maybe. It's just, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. a, a, an ADD thing. Oh, the ad popped up on the right. I'll go there too, you know? So 
I find that when my screen is up, even if I'm reading a book, mm-hmm. it's terribly distracting. I've got to just shut it off yeah. so I can get some of that slow reading time. Well, we've spent a whole episode talking about reading. We won't go through that again, but it is one of the things to be aware of when you're trying to put together an intentional strategy for learning. One of the things that Armin and I were spending some time talking about as we were thinking about this episode was that there's two kinds of opportunities for learning. And for lack of a clearer language here, and and maybe one of you would have better ways to describe this, we're calling it intentional versus utilitarian learning. And there's big differences here. Intentional learning is interest-driven. So I might, for instance, uh, decide I want to read a little bit on uh, one of the books on my shelf is about shame. So I might want to read a little bit about shame. Now, that's an, that, that might be an interest because I'm just kind of curious about how that all works itself out in my life and what all the rest, but it isn't because I'm trying to solve something. Mm-hmm. This past week, one of our printers stopped working, so I had to figure out why that was. I go to YouTube, I download the manuals, I look at the videos. Oh, yeah. That's the other kind of learning, which is utilitarian. It's needs-driven. Mm. So you have intentional, which is interest-driven, versus utilitarian, which is needs-driven. Intentional learning is regular. You have a habit of it. You're specifically doing it where, obviously, utilitarian is ad hoc. As the need comes up, you go find a solution for it. You know, you jump onto Google, and that's your first place, and you get the hit. Uh, Intentional learning is also mostly broad in its scope. In other words, you might be learning from a lot of different places and a lot of different topics. Whereas utilitarian learning is mostly narrow. You're trying to solve a specific problem, and so you're going on the hunt, for instance, how to fix a printer. That's a very narrow scope problem. You're not thinking about, well, where is ink uh, created, and how is that done, and and what's the the life cycle of a printer, and how does this one compare to others? And you you might get there, but that's basically done researching printers when you have the answer. (laughs) It's very narrow. Give me what I need, and I'm out of there. Intentional learning has also got a longer duration, whereas utilitarian learning is shorter duration, that Mm -hmm. get me out of there thing. And then lastly, the difference that we described was that intentional learning is multipurpose or unclear purpose. You're not Mm -hmm. setting out necessarily for an end game. You're doing it out of discovery. The journey is also part of the fun in intentional learning. Whereas in utilitarian learning, there's a singular purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to accomplish something with it. So now when you think about intentional learning and utilitarian learning in those two ways, the question you have to ask yourself is, which one's better? Well, the question I ask myself is, which one do I do most often? Well, that I guess my, my, I just instantly went, I'm assuming you're taking it down the path. One is better than the other. But uh, I guess that is a good question to ask. Actually, I'm not, because I think you need both. I don't think one is better than the other. Oh, wow, okay. But I think what ends up happening is we sacrifice the intentional Hmm. at the altar of the unintentional. Mm -hmm. I think you have to have both, because obviously there are things in life that you have to solve a problem. You can't have your car break down because the the tire blew. Uh, you might have to figure out how to change a tire if you've never done that before. Mm-hmm. That isn't the time to be opening a book 
uh, to read poetry or to, you know, <laughs> I mean, you've got a specific thing you got to take care of there. So that's right. utilitarian learning. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. Right. Yep. But what I would think about, and especially in light of the Wall Street Journal article and the research is with all of what we do when we approach learning sources, Google being one of them, mm-hmm. how often do we go there? Because we're just going in a utilitarian purpose rather than saying, hey, how can I better myself overall? Mm-hmm. And so that's the question. Are we intentional or are we utilitarian largely in our thrust? Yeah. I think I, I know I am more utilitarian more than anything. Well, this is the challenge I found for myself. Mm-hmm. While I think I have some intentionality in what I do, I think I predominantly am utilitarian also. Yep. And I have a long way to go in this as well. I remember reading Steve Johnson's book, Where Good Ideas Come From. And he we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, I think the How to Be a Better Beginner. And he talks about this idea of when you read widely, you start to form liquid networks in your mm-hmm. brain where you can connect disparate ideas and come up with new creative thoughts. Right, And that's really comes out of intentional learning. Hmm. I suppose you could amass enough utilitarian learning where you could put that together but it usually is not the case. I think it's usually when you have an intentional learning plan and you read widely. So the question then comes, how do we create one of these learning plans? Have you ever thought about doing that, Armin, for yourself? I, I haven't. Well, I shouldn't. I, I haven't until we started talking about this topic um, because I know one of the things I struggle with is there's, there's a lot of things I want to learn, but almost everything becomes secondary to what I'm doing. So there's these things I want to learn, but if it doesn't apply to the one, two, three things that I'm doing, then all these other things become secondary. And then the one, two, three things that I am doing, all my reading revolves around that. I think you're just describing what we're talking about, right? Where the intentional learning you have a strong desire for, but it's taking a backseat to the utilitarian needs. Exactly. So ever since we've processed this and I realized that, I I don't have a plan. I'd love to come up with one, but I don't even know how to create a plan. So this is actually (laughs) healthy for me to be in this process with you. But uh, is I've been thinking about how do I create that balance and I haven't figured it out yet. So that's why I'm kind of excited about what you came up with on this. Well, I came up with something that may be help to you and our listeners, but I'm expecting it to be a help to me. So I'm offering this not because I'm uh, experienced with it, but because I've decided I need to address this for myself. I need to become more intentional for my own learning. I was a little surprised when we dug into this because Mm. like you, I suppose, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, I thought, well, I I feel pretty good about my intake of new ideas and new sources of stuff. And then as I started really challenging myself and stretching my mind around this, I realized, no, I I (laughs) think, I think I've got a long ways to go here. So here's what I plan to do. Okay. And, uh, and if it's helpful to you or helpful to our listeners, I offer it up in that vein. So first is to create a plan. And basically it's a document that I agree to myself on, on how I'm going to move forward. And I see three areas of learning that at least for me, then some of you might have others that you might recommend to this. And if you do, I would love to get your input on this at our show notes, reinventure.me slash three, five. So tell us how you would improve this learning plan. But think about three areas of learning. First is interests and curiosities. I just start with that because I have a lot of those, and mm-hmm. I, I want to be sure that I don't let those go in the need to be utilitarian about all the other stuff that I have going on. 
So what are my areas of interests and curiosities that I might want to pursue? Some of my interests uh, revolve around creating new ideas, leadership, integrating uh, or thinking, productivity. Those are all things that are kind of broad, kind of curiosity, interest areas for me. So that would be things that you would put in there. Uh, second area would be professional development. So things that can further your specific career. So for me, they might be areas of, of marketing or even some of the things that I listed are curiosity. I have a lot of overlap between my curiosities and also my professional interests, but they could be books on or resources on how to network better. So anything that's there and designed as a learning tool to help you in your career. So mm -hmm. first of all, curiosities, second would be career. And the third would be your personal development. So you've got curiosities, professional development, and personal development. And personal development interest areas would be you know, related to your spiritual life, your relational life with other people, your physical conditioning, your financial uh, world. And those are areas that you might learn something as well. So three big buckets and just say, okay, what do I want to learn in those three big bucket areas? So you just identify them. Okay. And then in each one of those, you ask three questions. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you is what do I, what do, I do with these yeah, three Yeah, so you got those three areas. Okay. Now you ask three questions. The first one is, what source of curriculum will I use? So you, you got to just say, where am I going to get my information? So what's, you're talking like books? Yeah, what's going to feed me? Okay. It could be a book. I could say, I'm going to subscribe to this blog for the next six weeks. Right. That's my curriculum input plan. Okay. Or I'm going to read this book for Classes. the next six weeks. Whatever. Or I'm going to go to a coach. Yeah, I might go if I'm interested in photography, for instance, I might go to a community class okay. on photography or I might take something online. You know, if the curiosity is there to keep your creativity up, the professional development there is to make your career more enhanced. Yeah. And the, of course, the personal development is to make you more enhanced, right. you know? So in each of those areas, where am I going to get something that can help me? Don't set aside the idea of coaching even or getting a mentor to help you as a source of learning as well. Yeah. It's usually my go-to other than books. Yeah. So first is the source of your curriculum. So curriculum. Second question is what commitments will I make? Hmm. So in other words, I might decide, Hey, I really want to learn more about a persuasion. Okay. How do, how are people persuaded? Hmm. So I might decide I'm going to look on Amazon. I'm going to see if I can find a book. I want to read a book. Hmm. All right. And I'm, I'm going to go on a trip and I'm going to have some time I want to read about persuasion, so I'm going to go on Amazon. I'll find a book. And then, so the second, that's the source. And the second question is, what commitment will I make? Well, when will I finish that? Hmm. Basically say, I'm going to finish that book by such and such a time. So that it isn't just something that sits on a shelf until you get time to get around to it. Right. You're actually making a contract with yourself as yep. part of your learning and improvement plan. This is what you're going to do. Yep. Okay. And then the third question to ask yourself in each of those areas is, what's a satisfactory measure of completion? Hmm. All right. So we have curriculum, we have commitment and we have completion. Hmm. And so think of yourself as graduating on that topic. Right. right. So in reading a book, obviously it would be completing the book, mm -hmm. uh, in, in going through blog posts, it might be, you know, subscribing for six weeks and mm -hmm. seeing what you learn and that sort of thing. So you, you say, what is your specific completion and then how do you want to reward yourself? I mean, so what's your, what's your graduation reward as a result of that? Right. One of the things that I, I've taught myself or maybe I learned about myself is if I don't actually have a completion date, I should not expect completion. Yes, that's good. If I, I am literally dependent on it and that's how I am at work. If I don't set my, if I don't give myself a due date, 
it just basically tells me it doesn't need to get done. Right. And it's not going to get done. Well, you, you give yourself so much slack. Yeah. And this is what. There's always tomorrow. Yeah. And this Every is day. what I, this is what I was critical of myself for. Yeah. If I dinged my score on intentional learning, it's not that I don't have enough sources of stuff or interests to learn. Mm. I've got the sources covered. Yeah. Right. I got the curriculum. Mm. All right. And what I don't have is the nailed commitment. I am going to finish this by whatever. This is my mission. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have I do have a stated commitment to read a chapter in each of the books that I'm reading a day, mm. but I do not hold myself to that to a high level of outcome for that. Yep. That's where I ding myself on this. Yep. You know, so I do have that, but I have the commitment, but I don't have the resolve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. It's painful. It is painful. So one of the things that I remember reading from someone that they gave as a suggestion in this reading thing is, is if you want to finish a book, one of the nice rewards is to maybe use a $20 bill as a bookmark. Hmm. Have we talked about that before? I think we may have, but I don't know if it was on the episode or if it was just you and I talking. Yeah, I thought it was very fairly clever because you know, you're just going to have this, you see this $20 bill that you can go do something with, but you only get to do it when you finished reading the book. Now, maybe hmm. 20 is enough to motivate you and you want to use a $100 bill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, you know, whatever it is yeah. that would get you to finish the book, that might be a good motivation as well. Oh, man, that's a great idea. I don't know if we have, I am going to do that, actually. <laughs> I need that motivation. Well, once you have your plan together, there are three keys to learning. Of course, having the plan is really the first key. Right. The second is it's no good to have a plan if you're not going to do something with it. So you've got to mm -hmm. habituize the plan. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how to create habits in episode 21. Yep. So if you want some help on how to figure out where and how to link this new learning habit in, that's a good episode to listen to. And then the third is always have a takeaway. Capture what your key learning is. So even as part of your learning plan, maybe you even put it at the bottom is what, what was the outcome? You know, when mm -hmm. I did that, how well did it work? As a way to just say, you know, I read that book. Here are the three principles that I got out of it. Or I attended this course. Yeah. This is what I got from it. Yeah. It's ingraining it. Another, a good way of ingraining it in your memory of saying, and it's a good way of telling yourself, here's what I accomplished. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah. So that's the strategy that I'm going to deploy. I like it. It's you better do, than mine. You want to do that together? I, I do. Let's, I need that. Let's make this a challenge Larry and Armin episode. <laughs> one for each of the... One, <laughs> one arrow for each of us. It's only what the second one was for. <laughs> one was to you. One was to me. <laughs> Got it. Now it makes sense. I, I, I'm, I'm really going to do this. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I, I've, this is one of those things that ever since we talked about, I kind of obsessed with it. I, I annoyed my wife, as a matter of fact. So, Well, well let's do this. Let's you and I create a learning plan for ourselves. I like it. For the next four weeks. All right. All right. And we'll share what that is okay. in our next episode. All right. Okay. Well, that, we're going to put ourselves on the hook here. We got to get this done. <laughs> but we're going to create a learning plan for the next four weeks. And we're going to share that with you on the next episode. If you plan to develop your own and you'd like to share it or you have some other ideas that could help strengthen our plan, even as we're putting it together, don't waste any time to let us know because we benefit from it. Go to our show notes, reinventure.me slash three five, mm -hmm. and let us know what your thoughts are. If you like this episode, would you tell others and would you leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher? And you can get to our 
pages for iTunes and Stitcher directly by typing in reinventure.me slash iTunes or reinventure.me slash Stitcher. Of course, we'd love to get any questions or comments, and you can call our show line at 612-314-5447. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash reinventure.me. Join us. Look for the show notes to get all the other resources that we have put in this, and we look forward to talking to you next week. And so for now, it's Larry Gates and Armin Asadi saying so long. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs>